Welcome to the Leadership Launchpad Project, where purpose-driven leaders unite to change the game of life and business forever. Here are your hosts, Susan Hobson and Rob Kalvroski. Welcome to the Leadership Launchpad Project. I'm Rob Kalvroski. On this week's episode, Susan Hobson gives us a keynote that she recently did about high-performance leadership or leadership 2.0, whatever you want to call it. That's what it is. So this is a special episode, so definitely check it out. And if you have any questions or you want the high-performance playbook, you can send an email to susan at elitehighperformance.com and you'll get that from her. For everything else leadership, if you're looking to take yourself or your company down this leadership 2.0 journey, definitely head over to EliteHighPerformance.com. You can find out all our services there. We have brought on a lot of new and awesome services lately, including some measurement tools, including some new offerings and some consulting offerings. So definitely head over there or you can send me an email, rob at elitehighperformance.com and we can jump on a Zoom to talk about what's right for you. Everyone, hit that subscribe button. Leave us a rating and review. We'd really appreciate that and share it with the other leaders in your life. Thanks for listening and here's Susan's keynote. Today's session is an exciting one. Uh, we have Susan Hobson here, a leadership mindset coach. Uh, Susan is going to take us through about a 45 minute uh, leadership mindset session. We're gonna leave approximately 10 to 15 minutes at the end for Q&A. Uh, and Susan has also uh, been kind enough to put together a playbook for us. And I know oftentimes we have these sessions and it's great information, but what's lacking is now how do we go ahead and apply that to our day-to-day -day lives, not only our personal lives, but our professional lives. So um, I took a look at that uh, playbook and I think it's an exciting document and I think you'll get a lot out of it when it's forwarded to you. Um, anybody who has uh, questions during the session, please reach out to myself or uh, Lisa via the chat. And uh, at the end of the session, we'll try to group it together in common themes. And we'll just have a nice little dialogue at the end of today's session. Okay. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Susan Hobson. Uh, Susan is a high performance leadership coach, a published author, um, most recently a published author. If you go onto Amazon, uh, you'll see a book called Winning Mindset. Um, it is a, a, a collection of leadership individuals who have put their thoughts together in a book. Um, haven't had the chance to read it yet, but it is number one on Amazon now. So for those who uh, are interested in leadership, please uh, go to Amazon and pick up your copy. Um, Susan's the founder and CEO of Elite High Performance Incorporated and host of the podcast, The Leadership Launchpad Project. Um, Susan's science-based elite high performance coaching process draws from her firsthand experience competing in some of the most competitive environments on the planet, uh, Princeton and Harvard universities and the National Women's Hockey League. So without further ado, please welcome Susan Hobson. Wow. Thank you, Paul, for giving me a shout out on the book. I really appreciate that. So 
Welcome, 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 my beautiful people. I'm so incredibly honored and excited to have been invited in here today to the Canadian Society of Club Managers to speak with you all today about empowering high-performance leadership so that you can play your biggest impact game. Kudos to your organizers here who put this lovely event together. This type of thought leadership really has never been more important than it is today, in my humble opinion, especially for my leaders. If you guys decided to be here to be a part of this incredibly inspiring initiative, then I know that you probably agree with me. So hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Susan Hobson, as Paul was so kind to introduce me as. I'm a high-performance leadership coach and founder of Elite High Performance Coaching, Inc., a science-based high-impact coaching practice based out of downtown Toronto here in the financial district, or at least that's where we used to be before all this disruption in the world. Uh, now we're doing this electronic thing like the rest of y'all today. But uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm alongside a powerful collective of other mindset uh, coaches, high performance mindset coaches who are really on a mission to help high performers level up their mindset strategies so that they can maximize their rate of growth and play their biggest impact game. Uh, our specialty is in something called mindset strategy architecture. Try saying that one three times fast, which essentially means that we teach high performers how to think strategically so that they can unleash their highest performance potential sustainably until the rocking chair. That's why I'm so incredibly fired up and excited to be here today speaking with all of you and serving you with this powerful thought leadership. As I said, this topic has really never been as important as it is today. I don't know if you guys feel it, but there's a giant shift happening in the world right now in the way that we lead uh, our businesses and our lives. And I can hardly wait to expose you all to this game-changing mindset intel, as it really is the key to not only realizing your highest potential uh, and playing your biggest impact game, but really setting you up to thrive whilst doing it. And, uh, and yeah, set your people up to thrive too, which is here, you know, what we're here to learn all about today. So just to warn you, I am obviously one incredibly passionate gal, especially about exposing my leaders to the power of mindset strategy architecture. So I suggest grabbing a pen and a paper or a notebook of some form, because we will definitely be doing some brain training mindset exercises as a collective today. And then, yeah, all that's left is just buckle that seatbelt because what I'm about to share with you over the next 45 minutes really has the power to change the entire trajectory, not only of your leadership, but your life too. So the Harvard Business Review did a very interesting study last year where they found that of the $365 billion spent globally last year on leadership development and training, uh, they found that 75% of those organizations rated that training to be completely ineffective, meaning that the trainings really did not impact a single result. Shocking, right? Uh, and then when they studied why this was, it all kind of came down to the fact that of those 75% of organizations who rated their training to be ineffective, they were the ones that failed to touch on this whole concept of mindset itself. Mindset is a term that comes from neuroscience. If you guys aren't familiar with that term, it really refers to the way that we think, which impacts how we feel, 
which obviously drives what it is that we choose to do or not do. And therefore is what really drives our results in every single area of our performance. Uh, our mindset acts as sort of a playbook of beliefs, which filter the way that you view yourself as a leader, what value you have to bring to the world, and therefore what inform the strategies that you will rely on to bring that value into the world. In other words, the quality of your mindset determines the level of your impact. And you, it really relates to, and I like to say this all the time, it's, it, it's the same set of performance principles just in different arenas when it comes to your mindset, which is what we're here to learn all about today. So our mindset of beliefs hides out back here in the subconscious part of our brain. You know that part of the brain that's really responsible for all those autopilot decisions? Uh, 95 to 90% of your choices every single day, boom, 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 being governed by the autopilot that lives in your mindset. Now, the leaders that I work with are incredibly busy, hustling, go-getting people with a lot of responsibility on their plates, especially responsibility for others, which often traps in, in a very outwardly facing focus. This in and of itself is one of the most giant roadblocks that I see to a leader's growth and impact game. So that's where I want to begin today's journey. I want to turn the focus inward. And now if you don't have that pen and that paper that I suggested you have, this is where I, I highly suggest getting up and going and getting it right now. Um, because yeah, I'm going to ask us to do a little brain training here. First, I'm going to ask us to just kind of take a second to quiet our mind. And I'm not going to give us longer than about uh, a minute for this because we want to keep on pace with the shot clock today. Uh, but I want to ask us a couple of really uh, critical questions. So let's all get really quiet. Let's turn inward. Let's grab our pen and paper. And let's see if we can answer some of these key mindset questions off the top here. The first question I have is, what does leadership mean to you? Please don't think too hard. I always say that the most trustworthy responses when you're trying to penetrate the subconscious mind and get into that pocket known as the uh, mindset is to just trust the free associations that want to come up first. Uh, so whatever that, that, that answer is that pops up first, just jot that down real quick. The second question I want us all to take a, a moment to really think about here is uh, what mission are you on as a leader and what impact do you personally want to have on your mission? It's okay if you haven't thought about this before. It's okay if you don't have the perfectly scripted answer. You know, nobody else is going to see your answer. So just, again, trust what wants to come up first in association with that question. And the last and third question I have for you is what is currently preventing you from having the level of impact that you want to have on your leadership mission? What is standing in your way? So again, just whatever wants to pop up first in association with that question that I want you to trust and scribble down on your notepad there.
And do me a favor and save those answers because we're definitely going to be circling back around them to um, towards the end of this session. So just take note, whatever came up in association, I don't want to give you too much time because then it's coming from a different part of your brain, the conscious mind. So let's put those uh, answers to the side and we'll definitely circle back to them at the end. So my favorite leadership expert on the planet, Dr. Brene Brown, defines leadership as helping others to unleash their maximum potential in the direction of a meaningful vision. Well, as I'm here to teach us all today, that all starts with learning how to unleash yours in the direction of the meaningful impact that you are looking to have on your leadership mission. My phone has been ringing off the damn hook ever since this pandemic first hit a little over a year and a half ago. Um, yeah, overnight, my leaders found themselves thrust further outside of their comfort zones than most of them had ever been in their entire careers, challenged with how to help their businesses and their people navigate such disruption, both at home and at work. Now, I wish my clients came whistling through my door when things were good. However, the reality of most leaders' lives, and you guys know this because you're leaders here in this room today, is that they are very hectic. So most times when it's not until they're, you know, hitting the brick wall, you know, finding themselves in that sudden tailspin with the results plummeting, or they find themselves kind of running up in, against the glass ceiling in their growth, where they first reach out, pick up the phone and ask for my support. Because they're so busy, they often need that pain that comes from disruption itself in order to even awaken to the opportunities for growth that lie hidden in their leadership mindset strategies. The sheer magnitude since this pandemic first hit has really done this phenomenal job of exposing all the cracks in the foundations of our collective leadership mindset strategies. You guys noticing that amongst all this disruption in the world? Uh, you know, which please hear me when I say this because I really am not a masochist, but I actually believe that this has secretly been one massive opportunity for our collective growth, both individually and as a human society, just kind of dressed up and disguised as adversity. I've been, I've been seeing leaders capitalize on all this silver lining by uh, more than ever, by really leaning in with curiosity, you know, to take a a deeper look at what truly works, uh, what no longer works, and, you know, really starting to question why. And because of this fact, I have ramped up on my own leadership mission to expose as many people as I possibly can to this game-changing leadership mindset intel in a way that spreads that powerful positive ripple effect so that we all can change the way the game of life and business is being played forever. And I need your help on my mission. So where do we even begin on a mission towards empowering high-performance leadership so that we can play our biggest impact game? Well, I have a quote that I absolutely love for this one. Uh, it's by a gentleman by the name of Joseph Campbell. If you guys aren't familiar with Joseph Campbell's work, he's the author of um, The Hero's Journey. And this quote really speaks to the opportunity that I see in front of us all today. He says that opportunities to find deeper powers within ourselves come when life seems most challenging. You guys notice that that is the case? 
Empowering high-performance leadership all starts out with architecting the right mindset. You know, strategically hardwired beliefs that are neuroscientifically proven to maximize our rate of growth so that we can unleash our highest potential sustainably. And that last part really is the key to high performance, you guys. We're going to talk about this in today's session, but unleashing our highest performance potential sustainably. Architecting this high performance leadership mindset all starts with stepping into pro status. That's what I like to call it as the expert in you so that you can cultivate this deep sense of knowing who you truly are, all that you're made of, discovering why, you, or why you've experienced all that you've experienced along the way in your journey thus far. So that you really are set up to identify where, you know, you were built by design or what you were built by design to impact the most and who you were, you know, built by design to serve most in this lifetime. Stepping into pro status, as I like to call it, as the expert in you is the key that ignites self-leadership. It is a requisite starting point for any true high-performance leader because it really ensures that the mission that you go on in your high performance journey is strategically, intrinsically aligned with where you will be able to play your biggest impact game. Uh, and doing so really sets you, uh, you know, up to be able to perform optimally in your peak state of flow, resiliently, res relentlessly, and yes, sustainably. No matter where you are, no matter what's happening outside these four walls around you, um, it, you know, it's also really important before going on this mission to really align yourself with the number one value that intrinsically drives high performance leadership, which is max growth, realizing peak potential so that you can help others around you to maximize theirs too. So where does one actually begin when they're ready to cultivate this mindset of a true high performance leader? As a high-performance leadership coach, I've seen this day in and day out in my practice throughout the last 15 years, working with some of the highest-performing people on the planet, uh, professional athletes, entrepreneurs leading startups, C-suite executives, as well as their leadership teams. And as I mentioned before, I wish I could say they came whistling through my door upstream you know, when things were good and calm, but, uh, you know, simply curious about how to strategically realize more of their potential. However, the harsh reality is that these hus hustling, busy go-getters often don't slow down when things are quote unquote working to learn how to make them work even better. You know, that's the, the harsh reality in the human experience. And especially in the experience of busy, hustling, high achieving, ambitious people is that it most often takes, you know, that pain to act as a catalyst for their growth, the wake up call to their untapped potential. Not only do I see this firsthand in my practice, but it's how I myself was really lucky enough to stumble across this game changing mindset intel on my own high performance journey. Now, the best way for me to download your mindset with this game-changing intel is to invite you all to jump in the time machine with me real quick. Trust me, please, this mindset strategy works best in instances like this where there's a shot clock and we're a little pressed for time. So here we go. Uh, jump in this time machine with me real quick. 
like many high performers, I myself realized at a very young age that I wanted to be the best. I woke up at eight years old and decided that the way I was going to be my best was to start playing hockey, naturally, like any young eight-year-old girl, right? Uh, I remember when I first uh, started competing, I still remember like staring up at the glow stars on my ceiling and dreaming of playing someday in the NHL for the Boston Bruins. Uh, Yeah, unfortunately, it didn't take me long before I started putting that dream of mine out into my world and immediately started receiving feedback that from my world, right, that taught me to believe that, yeah, as a chick, I probably wasn't going to be growing up and playing in the NHL, making millions of dollars. I probably wasn't, in other words, going to be able to uh, uh, be able to achieve that dream of mine. So like any true high performer does, uh, I quickly pivoted my mindset strategies and decided that I would instead set my sights on getting the best education that I could out of my hockey. Now, this really was the pinnacle for women's hockey. I mean, this is a little bit exposing, but this this was the 80s when I grew up um, playing hockey in Mississauga, Ontario. Um, so us girls weren't even in the Olympics yet. So after going out and talking to my parents about what you know this meant and what that would look like, I soon learned to believe that that meant setting my sights on the Ivy Leagues. So buckled my seatbelt. I got on my mission, determined to do whatever it took to make it there. Uh, And I started to gather more critical feedback from my environment as to what I was going to need to get there. I learned to believe that I needed to get the best results, you know, get straight A's, be on the top lineup and get the most ice time uh, so that I could score the most goals and yeah, get noticed by the scouts. Essentially, uh, this feedback taught me to believe that I had to get to and stay at the front of the pack, always, all the time, no matter what. So that's exactly what I did. And, you know, at first, uh, like many high achievers, my strategies for controlling these external results, quote unquote, worked. (laughs) At, uh, At 14 years of age, I got recruited and offered a full ride to one of the most prestigious boarding schools in all of New England. And I knew that this meant that I was well on my way on my mission, one step closer to those Ivy gates. So without hesitating, I answered the call to courage and adventure. I packed my bags. I said goodbye to my friends and family. And I moved from Toronto here to the States. And I say that my strategies of putting tremendous amounts of pressure on myself to achieve perfect results worked. At first, because although they earned me this once in a lifetime opportunity, they were absolutely killing me on the inside. This was the first wake up call, my first brick wall moment. You know, overnight when I went down uh, to school my freshman year, uh, I developed a life threatening autoimmune disease uh, my first way, my first year away from home. Uh, but yeah, nonetheless, you know, I was this, this young, little determined, full of grit girl. So I found ways to pivot around these, these health obstacles, you know, white knuckling it so that I could stay on my mission, stay on the auto roll and stay competing on the ice. But silently, I continued to suffer through all this, you know, disruption in my health, believing that this was just a part of the sacrifice, you know, necessary to be the best. 
using the same broken deficit strategy of perfectionism, you know, doing whatever I had to do to get the perfect results so I could get across those Ivy gates. And yeah, again, it, it worked. By the time I reached my senior year of high school, I'd gotten recruited and was offered um, admission to the number one Ivy League school of them all, uh, Princeton University. So it worked. Yeah, victory, right? I achieved my goal. I was in. Hooray. But uh, little did I know, you know, that this is when I was going to have my second uh, brick wall moment. Only this time it was all going to come crashing down around me just like that. You know, overnight, I went from being this big fish in a small pond to being what I like to describe um, a little minnow in the ocean, or at least that's how it felt. I went from being one of the top hockey recruits in the world, scoring 100 points my senior year on the high uh, academic honor roll, to being the bench rider of the century my first year away at Princeton, getting C's and D's for the first time in my life in the classroom. And yeah, my freshman year, I also got a phone call learning that my father, who had been my biggest supporter, uh, you know, always in the stands, cheering me on and validating my efforts, uh, got diagnosed with terminal cancer and suddenly passed away. So yeah, like many of my clients, when they first walk through my door, I finally found myself in that tailspin, my results plummeting. I literally had no idea who I was without these perfect external results. Where would I get my confidence? Where would my motivation come from, right? If I couldn't get on the ice and score goals, or I couldn't get in, you know, to a classroom full of the world's smartest kids and raise my hand. So I found myself at this real crossroads moment, much like many high achieving leaders do, right? Where they first walk through my door uh, asking for that help and support. You see, many high-achieving people believe that the best mindset strategy for peak performance is to seek to control the validation of their external results. After all, when you really think about it, that's what most of us are conditioned to believe is true, right? As kids competing in school and in sports, it's literally what we're taught. It's how our mindset is conditioned. The problem with this is that it is an incredibly broken, unsustainable strategy that leads to suffering in the lives of the people who pursue excellence in this reckless way. When we believe that we are only as good as our most recent results, it places our self-worth, our self-confidence, and our self-motivation outside of us, which is the danger zone, right? Because it's completely unsustainable, um, especially the higher you climb in your performance ascension. The problem here is that the higher you climb, the more pressure builds, which leads to even more self-sacrifice, more anxiety in your nervous system, and eventually a complete breakdown, right, in our health and our psychological well-being. This is quite literally where the wheels will start to come off the bus inevitably for us all. Uh, however, luckily for me, I found myself breaking down at a place and space on my journey where I was surrounded by incredible resources that could teach me better, higher quality mindset strategies. Most people don't realize this, but you know, once you make it through those Ivy League gates, these places will do almost anything to ensure that you make it out on the other side. So yeah, this is where I got exposed to this high level mindset intel and was shown how to architect the empowered mindset of a true high performer. 
Uh, yeah, as a high level athlete, I knew, I always knew I had to get in the gym. I had to get in, you know, onto the ice and, you know, be able to get into the gym and onto the ice to train my body. But what I didn't know was to succeed sustainably and realize my peak performance potential. I also had to get into the mental gym and train my mind. I learned that 90% of performance is actually mental. I mean, I can hardly believe I made it that far in my athletic journey. And that's the first time I was actually exposed to this, but it's true. That's what neuroscience proves. It's 90% mental. And uh, yeah, getting into the mental gym, I learned how to, um, you know, architect these, these strategies that were internally based so that no matter where I was, no matter how much pressure I was under, I knew exactly where to go inside of me to manage my mindset, my nervous system, and therefore my performance too. And I did all this by realigning myself with what I now truly believe is what inspired my eight-year-old self to go on my high-performance journey in the first place towards becoming my best. I learned that as an eight-year-old and to all of us as children, actually, and I can attest to this now because I have a nine-year-old. <laughs> But being the best had nothing to do with being better than everybody else. Being the best really meant being my best, seeing what I was made of and just, yeah, celebrating what I got, you know, to its fullest. Challenging myself to realize max growth potential in a sustainable way. Once I'd successfully pivoted my mindset strategies off of the uncontrollable factors, you know, seeking to control all those external results with perfectionism, I was able to deconstruct the limiting beliefs back here that had been conditioned by my environment. You know, beliefs like you're only as good as your latest win or your latest results and less than perfect results are failure. And re-architect empowering beliefs that were based on sources that were always inside of me and therefore you know, always in my control so that I could intrinsically validate, right? The value that I had to bring to this world rather than seeking that validation from others. This was the TSN turning point moment for me, just as it is for the clients I work with today, where I went from maladaptively trying to be some perfect false version of myself to adaptively learning how to make the goal progression, Believing instead, the goal for me is to do the very best I can with all that I got, right? Each and every day in my sweet spot, which when you think about it, it's really powerful, right? Because it's a goal that is always in our control and one that we can always therefore reach. So that was it. I was back on the road, back in alignment with my true sense of purpose, you know, max sustainable growth. And this time with all the confidence and motivation that I needed to perform optimally. And because the goal was to do my best, you know, I now stood on a much healthier, stronger foundation of knowing who I was and seeing all the value that made up my potential. You know, all those skills, talents, strengths, and attributes that made me me. The gifts that made up my sweet spot and those which got me into a place like Princeton in the first place. I learned to believe that these things were always inside of me and that experiencing challenge and pressure from my environment was how I could actually enhance and increase my, my performance capacity. Similar to how I learned, you know, that I had to enhance my strength and my fitness in the gym. 
and realize more of my true performance pot- potential progressionally. So that was it for me. The results spoke for themselves. I went from bench rider of the century with slivers up my butt to getting C's and D's in, in, in the classroom for the very first time in my whole life to being one of the leading scorers on the top lineup on the national dean's list by my second year. And now that I'd be hard, hardwired my mindset, right, of beliefs, these intrinsically based strategies and empowering beliefs, I learned how to unlock my peak performance state, confident, motivated, and focused on the controllables. And yeah, best of all, after that, after Princeton, I went on to realize my childhood dream of playing professional hockey. Who would have thought by the time I exited those Ivy League gates, um, the NWHL, the National Women's Hockey League, had officially formed. And I was offered one of two spots here in Toronto, back in my hometown, alongside six other Olympians. And we went on to win the National Championship and NWHL Cup which I'm proud to say now sits in the Hockey Hall of Fame. So in other words, learning how to architect the empowered mindset of a high performer helped me achieve the best results I ever achieved, and it showed me how to unlock even more of my untapped potential. The pivot was focusing on the process of growth rather than the outcome of perfect results. The mindset strategy It's all about progression, not perfection. And mistakes are valuable growth feedback, not failure. The best part of this uh, is that, yeah, when I actually saw why I'd gone through all these tremendously painful experiences so far upstream on my own high-performance journey, um, I realized why. I realized the purpose behind all of that pain. It was so that I could come and lead people just like you towards discovering how to unlock the same winning formula on your high-performance journey. I knew that this was what I was made for. This is where I could add the most value to the world based on who I was, what I was capable of, and all that I had experienced and learned along the way. I understood so clearly at this pivoting point moment that that was why I experienced the adversity I had experienced. This is where I learned how to turn my pain into my purpose. It's how I lead my life today. And it's how I set myself up to play my biggest impact game when I show up in the world every day. It's also where I get to unlock peak levels of fulfillment and passion and joy. And it's how you can lead your life and players too. So that's what we're here to unpack today. Let's break this down now so that you know how to architect the mindset strategy that will empower your high performance leadership journey and set you and your people up to play your biggest impact game. Now, empowerment is a word um, that is defined by the Webster's Dictionary, actually, as the authority or power given to someone to do something. The process of becoming stronger and more confident, especially in controlling one's life and claiming one's rights. Now, since we already know that uh, leadership is about maximizing growth potential, thanks to, you know, Dr. Brene Brown, who I referenced at the start of this talk, uh, both in ourselves and in the people that we lead, empowered leadership, therefore, is all about giving ourselves and others the power, the authority, and the strength and confidence to optimize growth potential towards a meaningful impact in the world. 
So how do we architect the mindset strategy that will literally unlock the empowered high performance, uh, our empowered high performance leadership so that we can play our biggest impact game? The first pillar in this playbook, and I've shared this playbook with your organizers, so um, you will definitely receive a copy at the end of this hour, but let's go through this together. Um, the first pillar in this strategy is something called self-responsibility. It's owning the role that we play in modeling what true empowerment looks like and feels like for our people. Now, most people don't know this, but only 7% of what we actually communicate as leaders is verbal. In other words, what we actually say, the language that we use. The other whopping 93% is nonverbal. In other words, the way that we act or behave, which really comes down to this autopilot back here. And our autopilot makes decisions to act or behave in ways that are aligned with what we value most, you know, what's most meaningful and important to us what we believe is true or best or right. So I have questions for you that I want to get us all to percolate and think about. Do you value your growth? Do you value taking responsibility for your growth each and every day as the leader of that growth, <laughs> the authority of your autopilot? And modeling empowerment starts with owning the role that we play in our growth as leaders. That's where it all begins, okay? It's with that self-leadership. So I'm curious, are you proactively progressing, doing the best that you possibly can do each and every day with all that you got, pushing your limits, challenging yourself to play outside your comfort zone? If so, what does that look like? Are you acting courageously, taking risks, challenging your status quo? innovating, thinking outside the box, right? Expansively uh, about possibilities, learning new things, acquiring new skills, developing your expertise further. When our people get to see us acting in these ways, it is the best strategy for empowering them to follow your lead and to, to be able to really inspire them to step into self-responsibility mode in their growth game themselves. So looking at the shot clock, I know I had initially planned to let you guys have some time to reflect on all of that. But like I said, you're getting this playbook. So you have a chance to go through these exercises a bit more deeply after this talk. So I'm just going to keep on rolling here, but feel free to take notes on anything that's popping up for you in association with some of these questions. Um, the second pillar that we're going to cover in this empowerment strategy is something called self-agency, which really is all about owning the decisions that you make in regards to your bandwidth as a human being. Now, I know you know we all have the same 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So the decisions that we make about where to invest our, value, you know, our valuable finite resources of time, of energy, of focus really is what's going to set you up and determine how much of your potential you'll be actually able to realize. So are you acting as the governor or the governess of your bandwidth? Are you making decisions that are in alignment with the value that you have to bring to the table each day? All skills, talent, strengths, and attributes that uniquely make you you? Uh, I think you heard me reference this earlier in my story where I was first getting exposed to this intel. Um, I, I, I call that, you know, playing in your sweet spot. That's the terminology I love for this, uh, which speaking to a room full of athletically oriented people, I'm sure you guys resonate with too. It's a sports term, right? It's that target that the athlete wants to hit. 
that will strategically get them the best results. You know, the little rim, the little square behind the basketball rim. Every time you hit that square, nothing but net, right? So playing in and unleashing your sweet spot in the world requires a ton of self-agency. You know, that stepping into pro status as the expert in you thing that I mentioned earlier. And only you, when you think about it, can really be the expert in you by curating expertise in this sweet spot of yours. And when you own your role in the agency of showing up in this way each and every day, your impact game gets stronger. Your leadership gets stronger, more powerful, more accelerated, inspiring others around you to step into their sweet spot and own their role becomes more important too. So what's in your sweet spot? I'm curious. Do you even know? Are you playing in yours, making decisions about your valuable bandwidth, your time, your energy, your focus in ways that bring your sweet spot to life? What impact is this driving in your leadership? Are you empowering others to become the expert in their sweet spot, to practice the agency to play in theirs and make decisions in this way too? And what ripple effect is that having on your teams? I'm curious. So again, take time to go through and really deeply reflect on those questions. I know there's a lot to think about, but please hear me. Everything I do is strategic. So those questions are majorly going to benefit you if you have time to reflect. The third pillar in this empowerment strategy is something called self-honesty, right? Holding ourselves accountable to what we don't know, what we can't do, where we need to ask for additional help or support. Now, old school leadership strategy relies on these impossibly high expectations, right? That convince us that we have to show up perfectly at all times with the goal of always getting it right, which when you really think about it, is an impossibility that really sets us all up for failure. This perfectionist strategy, like you saw in my story, makes us lie to ourselves and tell others about, you know, tell lies about our capacity to others, our bandwidth which obliterates any healthy boundaries that, uh, that actually create the safe, sustainable conditions for max growth and can lead to you know, resentment and disengagement in your, your teams, in your organizations. So perfectionists classically overextend themselves, right? Because yeah, the people, they believe that this is the best way to lead their people. They believe that overextending themselves is showing that they they care, right? And so, yeah, this this not only leads to tons of burnout and building cultures of burnout, but it can actually create one massive glass ceiling on our growth potential and can lead to brick walls in our performance, which, yeah, can sideline us from our missions entirely. So I'm curious, how self-honest are you about your capacity do you respect your, your bandwidth? Do you even think about your bandwidth? Or are you recklessly abusing it? Do you empower this level of honesty and transparency with your people, I'm curious, in regards to their bandwidth and capacity, especially right now with all this disruption in the world? Please hear me when I say this. Um, this type of radical candor and transparency in self-leadership, in your self-leadership and the leadership of your people has really never been as important as it is today as we all navigate this incredible pressure that we're all under, right? And our bandwidth, working from home here, 
uh, homeschooling, you know, back in the spring and navigating just the sheer magnitude of disruption to our status quo. It's like a lot, a lot to manage. So where people are trying to adapt in real time without this level of self-honesty, I'm seeing rampant surge in, in burnout, disengagement, and yeah, suffering in their psychological and physical health. So I want you guys to really reflect on that. I think that's massively important that you're as extremely self-honest as you can be in terms of what you're modeling there too. The fourth pillar in this empowerment strategy is something called self-expression, which is all about having a voice and expressing your truth. You know, human beings, we need to express ourselves. This is a need, not a want. It's requisite. Old school leadership, which really relied on this whole power over, right, dynamic rather than power within, uh, believed in this authoritarian, punitive uh, management style that was born in the industrial era, uh, telling people what to do, right, rather than asking for their input. And where we are led in this way, we feel unheard, we feel undervalued, we feel disrespected, we feel unseen which please hear me when I say this, completely annihilate psychological safety, you know, the psychological safety that we actually need to feel in order to speak up, have a voice, contribute, you know, to the collective conversation. So full engagement, bringing our very best to the table and getting the very best effort from our people requires having and asking for our voices to be heard. When we encourage ourselves and our people, right, to contribute with, you know, our valuable thoughts and ideas, we fuel growth and we create psychologically safe environments where people feel seen, feel heard, supported, and yes, oh yes, valued. And this actually is the mindset strategy in terms of how we foster a high-performance team, right? A high-performance, high-impact, empowered team or organization. This is literally where people thrive the most. So I'm curious, how empowered do you feel to express yourself? Do you speak up? Do you use your voice by expressing and contributing your valuable thoughts and ideas to the collective conversations that generate growth on your teams? Do you foster safe spaces, right, where others feel empowered to speak up and contribute their thoughts and ideas? Do you lean in? Do you encourage your people to speak up and contribute? Do you express gratitude when they do? These are all like little mindset hacks that I want you guys to carry with you. So that's why I put this all in your playbook. But I really want you guys to think about that, okay? Because this has absolutely never been more important than it is today. You know, it's a time and a space where we're all being called to adapt in our businesses. You know, this too... Is, is definitely the reality. We're all up against it in this disruption. So we're all being challenged to collaborate and innovate in our business practices more than ever. So we need your voice at the table. We need your people's voice at the table. Your thoughts and ideas, their thoughts and ideas matter. And your feedback is golden growth intel that we all must seek as leaders in ourselves and from our people. The fifth pillar in this empowerment strategy is something called self-regulation. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with that terminology. Again, pull it from neuroscience, but it's really all about knowing how to regulate your emotions. This stat always shocks people, but neuroscience now proves that only 20% of our potential is actually predicted by our IQ. 
shocking, right? Only 20%, all those years in school. Uh, but yeah, the other whopping 80% of our potential is predicted by something called EQ, our emotional intelligence. Uh, emotional intelligence really just refers to how well we regulate our emotions. You know, emotional intelligence is a skill. I want us all to know that is definitely um, something that we can all build or learn to build. Uh, and we do that by learning to be in tune to what our emotions are trying to communicate to us. Emotions, I like to say in my practice, even to my athletes, which trust me, they look at me sideways, my pro athletes, when I start talking to them about emotions. But I like to say that there's no more powerful performance driver than your emotions. They're driving you up or they're driving you down in your performance. And if you don't understand what they're trying to communicate to you, then you're not at the helm. Okay. They're in control of you. So emotions, I like to say, are intel, valuable intel being sent from the brain to the body communicating to us as human beings what it is that we need, you know, what it is that we require neurochemically um, and where we get triggered into these red flag emotional states, these negative emotional states, our brain is literally trying to get our attention. Most people don't realize this, but I teach my clients to think of that, like the light on the dashboard of the car, you know, that goes dee, 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 lights up when you're running low on air and your tires or you need oil or fuel, it's telling you pull over, crack the hood. You're, you need resources to fuel, you know, to fuel you. So you actually reach your destination. So yeah, that's, that's continuing, basically continuing to drive towards your performance goals in any kind of deficit emotional state is the danger zone for any leader. It will only lead to breakdowns and roadblocks that will prevent you from safely arriving at your destination. So again, I'm curious, how emotionally intelligent are you? How in tune to your emotional intel are you? Do you practice self-regulation? Um, when you get triggered, do you know how to interpret the needs that are unmet in your experience that are hiding behind those red flag emotional triggers? Are you able to self-regulate by honoring uh, what your emotions are telling you that you need? When we're up against it and the pressure's on, especially like we're talking about today and all this disruption, you better believe you're going to be up against some serious red flags on the play. So whether that's learning how to regulate that yourself, right, so that you are at full capacity as a leader or you're supporting your people in identifying what's going on with them, this is one monster pillar, pillar for us to really think deeply about, okay? Because again, it reflects 80% of our potential, predicts how 80% of how much predict, uh, potential we'll actually be able to realize. So the sixth and final pillar in this empowerment, uh, high-performance leadership strategy is something called self-trust. Trusting yourselves to lead your life, not just live it, okay, by going through the motions of what's expected of you uh, or what you've always done. So high performance uh, is defined as maximizing your rate of growth and impact sustainably, right? And this does not happen inside the comfort zone. High performers, they pride themselves on living outside the comfort zone because they know that that's where real meaningful growth and impact is going to happen. And one of the biggest you know, psychological barriers to living in the unknown growth zone, as I like to call it, is, uh, is fear of uncertainty. You know, most human beings prefer to live inside the known, not so comfortable in my humble opinion zone 
because uh, it's familiar, it's certain, and therefore it's easy to predict, right? Uh, one of the silver linings I see in the endurance of navigating all these sustained lockdown periods that we've been up against in Toronto is that people are really starting to notice our need for our unpredictability and novelty and variety. Uh, as human beings, we're fundamentally here to grow and evolve. It's the very nature of ourselves. We're constantly evolving and changing in our bodies. So our brains actually require the same thing, right? Who would have thought? And where we don't get mentally challenged enough, we suffer just like our bodies are suffering in these long isolation periods. You know, that COVID-15 everybody's talking about. Well, it's the same thing in terms of our mindset. But still, we mentally choose to stay in lockdown when we choose to run merely on autopilot of what we already know. So that is why high-performance leadership requires a ton of self-trust. Not only must we you know, trust ourselves to prioritize challenging our limits every day when autopilot feels easier and we already feel exhausted from life in the fast lane, you know, but we must trust ourselves enough to take leaps of faith into the unknown where uncertainty lives. And we must embrace the vulnerability that comes with it. You know, that feeling of ugh, showing up and being seen with no guarantee of outcome, because that's what keeps us engaged in a meaningful way as human beings. This engagement towards meaningful challenge actually leads us in the direction of the flow state, where things actually start to feel more effortless. Finding and sustaining our flow uh, outside the comfort zone is really what I love to call the key to not only, you know, maximizing growth and impact, but to unlocking a sense of fulfillment, which is the secret sauce, neuro, you know, neurochemically is the secret sauce to sustaining us and refueling us, right, as high performance leaders. So playing outside the comfort zone really can show up in the form of trying new things, changing the, you know, the way we show up, setting new boundaries, asking for help when we don't know the answer to something, right? Um, yeah, speaking up at the big meeting, offering to do that big presentation, anything that stretches, you know, your current limits and helps you develop new capacity or discover more of your untapped potential. That's why I call it the guaranteed growth zone, because making the choice to trust yourself, taking those, right, those risks or Trusting your people to do the same is also the key to unlocking not only your empowerment, but your courage too. The more you flex this mindset muscle, you guys, with the goal of just doing the best you can with all that you got in your sweet spot, which is a goal when you really think about it, that's always in your control. Uh, knowing that if you mess up or you miss the mark, it's just valuable growth feedback, right? To illuminate where you need to get stronger intentionally or develop more. This is a critical distinction and monster growth pivoting point where you fall, you know, short of your targets. It's viewed as valuable growth feedback, not failure, because that's what illuminates further opportunities for growth and development. Plus, you're always guaranteed to grow and get stronger when you make the effort to even leap in the first place. And the truth and the real power of the strategy is that when you practice playing outside the comfort zone, you learn how to trust yourself even more. Because when you show up and you give it your all with the goal of progression, not perfection, nine times out of 10, you'll actually have a tremendous impact. You'll hit the mark, you'll score the goal, right? You'll ace the presentation, you'll land that big deal, 
And this will create tons of, of amazing, rich building blocks for your confidence, raising the bar on what you're actually capable of uh, in your potential, which creates an incredible enhancement and, and momentum to your rate of growth. Once you own this pillar and living outside the comfort zone becomes a way of life, like any true high performer, uh, alongside the previous other five pillars that we just architected, um, yeah, max growth and playing your biggest impact games, it's going to be a side ripple effect. Trust me. All right. So let's quickly, I'm looking at the shot clock. I know we're over time. I just quickly want to wrap up by circling back to those questions that we started with today. I'm curious what your answers look like now through this new lens, this new mindset that we've developed together today. You know, what does leadership mean to you? Does it have something to do with having a vision for yourself and your people and your organization that really sets you up uh, to maximize your growth potential? Does it include some version of, you know, you playing your biggest impact game? What mission are you on as a leader? That was the other question I asked you, right? And what impact do you want to have on your, your mission? And lastly, the third question I had was, uh, yeah, what is currently preventing you from having the level of impact that you want to have on your leadership mission? Well, you still feel roadblocked? I'm curious, you know, after going through all those pillars, um, yeah, if the vision is clear and compelling, then that's where the work needs to begin in your growth game. Get intentional about finding the resources to help close that gap between where you are right now and where you want to be in terms of the impact that you want to have. Uh, now, again, I shared this playbook with your organizers, so I highly suggest for integration's sake that you take time to reinforce what we've worked on today as a collective. You circle back to this playbook of mindset strategies. You do the brain training exercises so that you have that as a resource to help you take this valuable growth intel out on the road with you, you know, that implementation of these strategies is where impact and, um, you know, all of this ripple effect is going to live. Please remember that all the knowledge in the world will not impact your growth in and of itself. It's taking action on what we worked on today that is going to translate into meaningful impact and growth. Architecting this playbook of empowered beliefs as a leader not only sets you up to play your biggest impact game, but it's what sets your people up to play theirs too. And the best part is that this is one intrinsically based strategy that is always within your control to own. And when you own your role in executing on these six pillars, the outcome of high performance leadership takes care of itself. True empowerment comes down to owning the choice to lead in this high impact way that not only helps you thrive rather than just survive, right? But it's what helps to inspire this type of high quality of life experience in others. And believe me, the ripple effect of this choice will serve the rest of us big time. I call this mission Leadership 2.0. It's new school leadership. And I'm calling on all of you today to join me on my mission. This world needs us more than ever to lead our lives and our businesses in this new school way. I want, I want this to be our legacy someday. I truly believe that answering this call has the power to change the way the game of life and business is being played forever. Now, for those of you out there who are ready to join me on my mission, I invite you to follow along uh, my podcast, The Leadership Launchpad Project, where we unpack you know, the top leadership 2.0 strategies every week. We interview the top experts in our field uh, each and every week. And it can be found on iTunes or Spotify and all other major podcast platforms. 
Or you can join me uh, and my High Performance Tribe community uh, simply by visiting my website, EliteHighPerformance.com and joining our newsletter, the playbook it's called, which uh, will give you access to immediate discounts on high-performance coaching services, access to any of our group coaching programs, our mastermind experiences, uh, as well as the you know weekly thought leadership and po- the podcast releases, which will all be sent right to your inbox so you don't miss them. And finally, for anyone out there who's interested in any one of our many uh, Leadership 2.0 offerings, uh, everything from group programs on developing site safety on your teams, diversity inclusion, breaking burnout, uh, developing emotional intelligence, acquiring and optimizing top talent, building your dream team. Uh, we've got all kinds of really exciting things going on, uh, coaching and training opportunities. So you can visit my website and book a free consultation with me where we can sit down and and audit uh, your organization's need and make sure that we match you with the best solution. Lastly, all this motivation for today is simply not, it's not enough, right? It's enough to get you going, but it's the consistency that that you will gain by joining a tribe like ours that's really going to keep you guys growing. So I hope that uh, I will see all of you at some point and we'll be able to have uh, a chance to chat and connect uh, at some point down the line. Thank you all for joining me today. It's been truly an honor to serve you. Um, and thank you. Thanks, Susan. Uh, listen, that was that was amazing. Um, for those people like myself who were diligently writing down all the pillars, I promise you that is in the playbook and it's fleshed out uh, to a, a greater degree. So um, that will be coming uh, from Lisa shortly. Um, a lot of questions in the chat, but I think I just want to sort of distill it down to just one question that I think kind of sums it up. You know, um, we all lead complex organizations and we have our leadership teams, uh, the people that work closely with us in order to get the most out of them. But we also lead uh, an organization and it's an organization of people. And we oftentimes have hundreds, if not thousands of members of the club that we too are trying to take on this journey and, and lead them. Is there any difference between leading a team of, 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 of club staff versus leading an organization in a particular direction? Is there any changes to the philosophy? Is there anything that differs strategy-wise? Well, I think you're asking about alignment, right? Because I think that's what really makes all of that feasible. You know, in my talk, I I put a lot of emphasis on the fact that I know as leaders what we're up against, you guys. The reality of our bandwidth, right, is like we're up against it. We're stretched. So I think the real key is like finding a way to be able to speak to your teams in-house to inspire them, right, with some of the pillars that we worked on today and really setting them up. That's what empowered leadership strategy is all about, is like empowering them so that they can then be the agent of that externally, right, with all your club members, with the people that are coming through the door every single day. I think that's really what I lean on my leaders to own. That's why I lean on my leaders to own these pillars, right? Because if they, there's a difference between high quantity and high quality. And so the reality of our bandwidth and being up against that is that we just, we have to be super high impact, super intentional when we have those touch points in-house with our team members, right? It's like why I'm leaning on all of you to make sure that you are setting your people up in this way, because 
that's the reality, right? Is like the best, most efficient strategy is that that ripple effect is then going to be consistent and it's going to be aligned, right? When it starts to, to reach the front of the house. But I think, should it, should the vision be different? No. Should the strategies be different? I really don't think so, right? Like the whole idea of mindset strategy architecture is that you're just, you're taking those touch points with your team and, you know, you're, you're being super intentional and super high impact in a way where you can trust that it doesn't need to necessarily be you that's having those conversations individually, right? Which is a quantity game, not a quality game. Yeah. If that makes sense. Great. Well, listen, uh, on behalf of the group, thank you very much. It was uh, enlightening. It was motivating. It certainly resonated on a number of different levels with me.